If you're using intermittent fasting to lose weight or get healthy, be sure to avoid these 10 common intermittent fasting weight loss mistakes. And watch this video till the end because making even just one of these mistakes can halt your progress and lead to a weight loss plateau. I'm Dr. Morgan Nolte, founder of Zivly, and thank you for tuning in today. Real quick, if you enjoy this episode or find it helpful, please take a moment to subscribe to this channel on YouTube or the Reshape Your Health podcast if you're listening to this episode on there. The goal of this episode is to help you avoid 10 common intermittent fasting weight loss mistakes that I've made and that I see my clients make, especially beginners just getting started with fasting. Some of these mistakes took me years to identify, so even if you've been fasting a while, you'll likely still learn something new today and hopefully fast track your results. When you're trying to lose weight or get healthy, there are so many forces working against you. Your body likes the status quo and doesn't want to change. Habits are hard to break, but using intermittent fasting is one of the best tools in your weight loss toolbox because when you don't eat, your insulin stays low. Insulin is your fat creation and storage hormone. So if you want to get into fat burning, intermittent fasting is a great tool to lower insulin. When insulin is too high for too long, you may develop insulin resistance, which makes losing weight harder. It's also a root cause for type two diabetes, heart disease, and dementia. So living a low insulin and inflammation lifestyle is key to better health and keeping the weight off. It takes a more specific and targeted strategy than just eat less, exercise more to lose weight with insulin resistance. If you've been at a weight loss plateau or are just getting started, and maybe you've lost some weight, but you're terrified to regain, or you just have a few extra pounds to lose, intermittent fasting can be a helpful strategy for you. Before I start with the 10 intermittent fasting weight loss mistakes, I want to take any drama or fear out of this term. Everyone is already intermittent fasting. Anytime you are not eating, you are intermittently fasting. When you're sleeping is a great example. So for that reason, I prefer the term time-restricted eating or feeding because it's more descriptive of what you're doing. You're shortening your eating window so that more time of your day is spent fasting to lower insulin. I recommend everyone fast for at least 12 to 14 hours per day. That would be considered a baseline level of intermittent fasting and in my opinion is ideally just part of everyone's lifestyle unless they have a medical reason not to. I consider moderate intermittent fasting anything from about 14 to 24 hours and more advanced fasting anything longer than a day. Inside Zivli, we typically focus on moderate intermittent fasting because we want you to lose weight how you're going to live the rest of your life and not necessarily view fasting as a diet. There are good medical reasons for advanced or extended fasting, but they may require more direct medical supervision depending on your health conditions. While intermittent fasting is the most powerful tool in your weight loss toolbox, it is still just one tool. What you eat and how much you eat is very important too. So mistake number one is overeating or eating too much processed food. Yes, even the keto or low carb processed food during your eating window. The golden rule of nutrition is to eat real unprocessed food. 
Whatever dietary pattern you ascribe to, the golden rule still applies and will make that nutritional pattern healthier. More and more research is coming out supporting intermittent fasting, not only as a weight loss strategy, but one to improve metabolic health. Just because you lose weight doesn't mean you always improve your health. I get that for some, just reducing their eating window feels like a big victory, but to really optimize your health, you have to fuel your body. If you want specific food recommendations, download my free ultimate food guide at zivly.com forward slash ultimate food guide. For all of our Zivly members, you can rewatch the fuel module and use the fun sheets for more in-depth learning and examples. The second major mistake, especially for those who want to make time-restricted eating part of their lifestyle, is they fast for too long starting out, they shock their brain and body, and develop a restriction mindset that leads to overeating or binging. I recommend gradually increasing your fasting window versus going from say a 10 hour fasting window to a 16 hour fasting window in one day. Gradually increasing by 30 to 60 minutes will be easier for both your brain and your body to adjust. But before you advance your fasting window, refer to my first point about learning how to properly fuel your body so that when you are fasting, you're not as hungry. Speaking of hunger, that brings me to the third mistake of underhydration. Much of the water we consume in a day comes during meals to help us chew and swallow our food. We also get some water from the food that we eat. So if you're not eating, it will be especially important to hydrate. Aim for at least half your body weight in ounces of water per day. Ideally, your urine is clear or light yellow. Now, small amounts of caffeinated beverages like coffee or tea, like less than four to 500 milligrams would technically count towards your water intake. The fourth intermittent fasting mistake is drinking alcohol or any sweetened beverage, whether with sugar or non-nutritive sweeteners, even the healthy ones during your fasting window. Sugary beverages, alcohol, and many zero or low calorie drinks like ice, Coke Zero, and Bi, really anything sweet will trigger the hypothalamic region in your brain to make you think that calories are coming in. The hypothalamus then sends a signal to your pancreas via your vagal nerve that says, hey, you better get some insulin pumped out because we have some sweet stuff coming in. Then the insulin gets pumped out, but there's not really a direct rise in the glucose because you didn't actually eat any sugar or calories. So insulin pushes glucose already in your bloodstream into your cells, which lowers blood sugar. This drop in blood sugar sends a signal to your brain to increase your hunger, which is not something that we want to do when we're fasting. So the bottom line is that having anything sweet will just make you want more of it and it will increase your hunger. It also shuts off fat burning. Alcohol is the number one oxidative priority in your body because there's no storage capacity for it. The body prioritizes alcohol first because it can't be stored and high blood alcohol is poisonous for your body. It can result in death. So your body is going to prioritize getting rid of the alcohol above all other fuels. Now the second priority is exogenous ketone supplements. These are ketone salts taken orally. It's not the same thing as MCT oil or coconut oil as these are fats, whereas the exogenous ketones are more concentrated ketones. 
but the point of getting into ketosis is to burn your own fat and there isn't available storage for the ketones either. So the bodies must deal with them before burning other fuels. The next priority is carbohydrates, namely starches and sugars, because fibers are going to pretty much be undigested throughout the GI tract. Your body can store 1,200 to 2,000 calories as glycogen in your liver and muscle tissue. So first, you're going to use circulating glucose in the form of blood sugar that you've just eaten, and then you're going to tap into stored glycogen. Now that's an important note for people who are worried that they're going to starve if they don't eat. Your body has a day's worth of food ready to go just in your muscle and liver glycogen. The next priority is protein. So protein is an inefficient fueling source and the body typically only uses it as a fuel when glucose or readily available ketones aren't present in the blood. Now for prolonged fasting or if you're in ketosis, your body won't burn protein for long because your body's not dumb. It knows that muscle tissue is valuable real estate and protein is needed to support it and your bones and all sorts of other stuff in your body. The last priority is fat with unlimited storage capacity. Your body will want to burn visceral fat, which is the belly fat under the abdominal muscle layers that you can't grab. It's going to burn that first because that visceral fat is more inflammatory and harmful for your health. Ideally, we get healthy on the inside first, then the weight loss follows and is more likely to stay off. This is why I recommend getting baseline blood work done at a minimum and a waist circumference to have more signs of progress than just the number on the scale, which is a lagging indicator of your actual progress. So piggybacking on the hydration mistake is mistake number five, which is not having electrolytes when you're fasting. This was a mistake that I made for a long time, but finally started taking them when I felt like my muscles were taking longer to recover from exercise than what I wanted. Be sure whatever electrolytes you take when fasting are unflavored with no added sugar or sweeteners. I like the LMNT unflavored ones, or you could make your own um, that are a little bit lower in sodium if you're watching your sodium intake. A recipe I created after looking at several online is to mix a quarter teaspoon magnesium, an eighth of a teaspoon of potassium, and an eighth of a teaspoon of sea salt in eight to 16 ounces of water. But be sure to run any supplement, including electrolytes, by your doctor first to be sure they're not going to interact with any of your current prescriptions or supplements. I'll put this recipe and product links in the blog post for this episode. Mistake number six is fearing exercise when you're fasting. This is one that's very personalized based on the level of intensity of your workouts and body composition goals. So for example, one of our Zivli members is currently wearing a continuous glucose monitor and saw that when she did her morning CrossFit workout fasted, she noticed a pretty big spike in her blood glucose. Now this is likely from muscle glycogen being broken down and released into the bloodstream because those muscles need the glucose to take back in. So she decided to eat a healthy low carb meal prior to her workouts and sees now less of a spike. Your body works on a first in first out basis. Her body's going to use the food that she eats first and have less of a need to produce its own glucose from the breakdown of glycogen. On the other hand, you may want to burn through your glycogen so that you can get into ketosis and burn your fat. 
So for this, I recommend zone two aerobic exercise, meaning you're working at about 70% of your maximal heart rate. Now this is gonna look different for everyone based on your level of fitness. Some people may reach zone two going slow on a stationary bike, while others may need to run to get there. You'll feel like your muscles are warm. You might break a light sweat, but you can definitely still carry on a conversation. Now, a rudimentary way to estimate this target heart rate is to take 220 minus your age, then times that by 0.7. For a 60-year-old woman, that would be 220 minus 60, so 160, times 0.7, or about 112. In the book, Nature Wants Us to Be Fat by Dr. Richard Johnson, he talks about how you'll want to maintain this level of aerobic exercise, ideally for an hour for optimal mitochondrial stimulation. Now, this may seem like a ton, or maybe like me, you simply don't want to dedicate an hour to your workout each day, and that is okay. Start with where you're at and know that any movement is better than none. But for optimal mitochondrial health and fat burning, an hour of zone two aerobic exercise several times a week can be great. If you're struggling through your workouts, try including electrolytes in your water during and after exercise. Mistake number seven is eating too much starch and sugar during your eating window. To maximize the benefits of intermittent fasting for weight loss and fat burning, it's important to reduce starches and sugars in your diet. Starches and sugar have the biggest insulin response of all three macronutrients. Now remember, the whole goal here is to live a low insulin and inflammation lifestyle. There are essential proteins and fats, and I'd argue that fiber is essential too, but there are no essential starches or sugars. So if you're at a plateau, do a nutrition audit and check to see how you could increase your portions of protein, fat, or fiber from whole foods and reduce the portions of starches and sugar. If you don't already track macronutrients, this can be really helpful. And I have a free video series that teaches you how to get set up on the Carb Manager app at zivly.com forward slash macros. Now, mistake number eight is fasting at the wrong time of your menstrual cycle. If you're a woman still menstruating, the best time to experiment or start fasting is the week of your period up to ovulation, so about days one to 14. You won't wanna do longer fasts during ovulation or the week before your period. And I had a great podcast interview with Dr. Mindy Pels on this topic that I will link to in the description if you wanna learn more about why I recommend this. So mistake number nine is fasting when you're not sleeping well. Sleep deprivation will increase your hunger hormone, ghrelin, and make fasting harder. Not something that we want. Cynthia Thurlow and I have discussed the importance of sleep with intermittent fasting in our interviews that I'll also link below this video. If you're not sleeping at least seven hours a night, I'd focus on improving your baseline nutrition and sleep before starting anything longer than a 14 hour fast. It will just be easier and you're gonna see better results. And I've saved the best mistake for last, and that is being impatient about your results and giving up too soon. There is no entitlement in weight loss. I know that for some, when you fast, you feel like you deserve to see results on the scale right away, and you might, because fasting lowers insulin faster than anything else. And when your insulin is lower, you'll excrete more water. So the first bit of weight you lose may be water weight. 
the weight loss will likely slow down and that is 100% normal, expected, and okay. We've got to get over the instant gratification mindset if our aim is long-term weight loss and better health because that mindset is not serving you. I elaborate more on weight loss mindset in a free audio training that you can get at zivly.com forward slash free audio or Zivly members, we go deep into mindset in the master your mindset trainings and each week during office hours. I covered a lot in this video and I'm going to say all the mistakes one more time. So no need to tackle all of these at once as that often leads to overwhelm, like you're taking two steps forward and then one step back. So instead, just pick one and narrow your focus. Your efforts will be way more effective that way. So the 10 mistakes were not eating real food or eating too much during your eating window, fasting for too long starting out leading to a restriction mindset, under hydrating, not supplementing with electrolytes, having alcohol or any sweetened beverage while fasting, being fearful of exercising during your fasting window. Again, that's gonna depend on the intensity of your workouts and your body composition goals. The next one was fasting at the wrong time of your menstrual cycle. So you're going to want to avoid longer than about a 16 hour fast around ovulation and the week before your menstrual cycle. You're gonna to have to listen to your hunger cues during this time of the month um, and really kind of figure out what works best for your body there. So eating too much starch and sugar to get into ketosis, and then fasting when you're not sleeping well, and lastly, being impatient about results. Remember, using intermittent fasting to lose weight is not just about losing weight, it's about keeping the weight off and improving your health. And that's exactly what we help our Zivli members learn how to do. We have equal emphasis on a low insulin inflammation strategy and mindset and habit change techniques. So to learn more about our program, just go to zivli.com. That's Z-I-V-L-I.com. And from there, you can join directly or book a free discovery call to get your questions answered and see if it's a good fit for your needs. I really hope that you found this episode helpful. Be sure to subscribe on YouTube or your podcast platform if you're listening. Thank you so much for tuning in and I'll talk with you at the same time, same place next week. Bye for now.